Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Kenei Corder on the line. Kenei, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am awesome. Been looking forward to this conversation for some time now. So uh, share with the audience a little bit about you and the awesome work that you do. Okay. So I am Kenei Corder. I'm a national certified counselor, but I'm also the world's number one clinical hypnotherapist specializing in financial therapy. And I'm also the CEO of Presidential Lifestyle. And I run a company that's a wellness company focused on wealth in all of its forms. And we all know that money is the number one cause of stress, the studies show, and stress is the cause of many major illnesses. So a lot of the work that I do is to help not just the the money stress that you have, but I feel like if I can help you with your money stress, then I can help you with all your stress because you know how you do anything is how you do everything. So that's our primary focus is to really help you heal from first looking at your money and then looking at the rest of your life. It's amazing work that you do. And yeah, I agree. Financial stress is something that uh, can be really devastating uh, to yeah. families, to individuals, um, wondering about what, you know, how we're going to be able to cover bills. And especially now at the time of this recording, we're in the midst of the pandemic. And I know a lot of people have been financially struggling because of maybe a shortage of work or they were laid off, or maybe you know, there's a household income challenge uh, where one person's working, but now there's another one or everyone's being full-time school teachers. So the kids are home and trying to navigate through all of those things. Uh, it, it makes for a normally stressful time even worse when you're wondering, okay, how do I pay my bills and still eat and mm-hmm. making decisions on medication versus food? And it, 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 it really is overwhelming to your mind. And, and I you know, went through you know, a journey like that over a decade ago where you know, finances were bad due to a health scare, job loss, and all kinds of other things. And it really you know, takes front and center uh, your focus. And it does impact everything from your sleep to your physical well-being and obviously your mental well-being uh, and everything else. So um, I yeah. commend you for doing this work. Thank you. And on the other side, of that is there are people who are realizing that a lot of the money they spent was on things that quote unquote made them feel better right so if you're unable to do some of those things maybe you can't get to your your favorite drug person because <laughs> they're not an essential business maybe they can't get it to you as much as you know maybe you can't get to your favorite liquor store you know or your favorite bar or your favorite you know hangout place or shop as much as you used to whatever the things are that you used to do all those vices that we used to spend money on that so-called made us feel better now you don't have as much access to them and although you might be saving a little bit of money because you're not spending as much on those things you feel like you're more stressed or more burnout or more overwhelmed because you don't have those outlets that you used to have. Yeah. Retail therapy. I've heard that phrase and consumerism and a lot of people really 
who have been in the habit of going out to lunch every day when they work <laughs> downtown somewhere. Now all of a sudden they're working from home and they can't go to the local restaurant because it's closed right now where yep. it's only, you know, delivery or, you know, carry out kind of things. And it's, it's impacted some things and it's, it's adjusted some spending and a lot of people, it's a habitual thing and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, I need to spend money on something where it's like, no, actually, you, you know, you could spend money maybe on investments or something that could improve your you know, marketability as far as a job skill or, you know, things like that. Because again, we always think about it and we know we're going to be coming up on the ads pretty soon. You know, at the timing of this recording, the Super Bowl is a few weeks away. Ah. So, so, you know, all of the big brand stores are going to be marketing, you know, that 60-inch television is not good. You need a 75-inch or a 90-inch. And, 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 you know, my brother, tongue-in-cheek, um, you know, he loves buying bigger televisions. He's got a massive television, and, you know, he just bought, you know, a new house. And I forgot to ask him, you know, what size television did he upgrade to? Cause I know he's going to, um, and you know, he's got discretionary income. I'm not judging anybody on buying yeah. a better television, but it's like, you know, the, the other television you had still smelled like a new television. It's like, what, well, what are you doing with that one? Well, I'm moving that one into my bedroom. And I'm like, you know, part of me, I always tell people don't have electronics in your bedroom. You, you need to sleep. But yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm not, again, um, you know, he hasn't listened to me in, you know, decades and I don't, I don't anticipate him starting now. And, you know, I, I only listen to him part-time too. So it works. <laughs> uh, but again, it's, it boils down to, when you have the financial stress and you think, okay, I'm going to spend this money and it's going to make me feel better. It might for a very finite period of time, but then eventually, and this was experience that I had, when you have financial difficulties and you're having difficulty paying your bills, you start looking around all the things that you have. And all of a sudden you start feeling guilt and shame and frustration. It's like, you know, I shouldn't have bought that or I shouldn't yeah. have done this or I shouldn't have got that car loan or I shouldn't have, you know, bought, you know, this second monitor that I didn't really need or whatever the case may be. And you start beating yourself up. So not only are you stressing about the finances, now you're, you know, beating yourself up. So you're, you know, causing more stress and anxiety and depression about everything that's going on. So it just turns into just this vicious cycle of all kinds of different things. Yeah, absolutely. And what we find in the work that I do is it's really the search for meaning over money. And when you start looking at that stuff that you bought, it doesn't have meaning to you. So you look at, you know, the clothes or the knickknacks or whatever, new furniture, new TVs, and it no longer has meaning. And it, it never had meaning, but it had enough meaning in the moment that you thought it was meaningful. And then you get it home and a week later, a month later, a year later, you don't even remember why you bought it. I sometimes do this exercise with my patients and I have them look at three months of bank statements or credit card statements, whatever they use to purchase. And just just highlight, take a highlighter and highlight the things 
that warm your heart. Like you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, I'm so, that was such a good purchase. Oh yeah. And you look and see how many times you use that highlighter because a lot of times we don't and you can start canceling some of that stuff. Oh, well, let me stop buying that thing because that really doesn't warm my heart. And let me cancel this membership because this really doesn't warm my heart. I don't even use this thing. And that's the way you want to look at it. What warms your heart? And that's just in the one area of your life. We really do this it's a comprehensive, you know, finding meaning is happens in five areas of your life in your money or your wealth. It happens with your health and your adventure or excitement in your life. It happens with the love in your life. And when I say love, not just romantic, it's all the relationships in your life. And then it's the legacy you want to leave. How do you want to be remembered? And you really want to find meaning in all five areas of your life in order to have that, the, 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 the life you love or what we call your idea of prosperity. I think back to 2019 and I went on three trips that year. Well, the first one was with my brother and my children. We went to San Diego Comic-Con, something I've wanted to do for Ever. And we were able to get tickets and we all went and had an absolute blast. And then uh, I went to uh, Cabo San Lucas with my brother uh, to go see Sammy Hagar at his you know venue down there that I've wanted to go to since 1990. You know, and oh. here we are, 2021. Long time bucket list item and was able to get tickets to go to that. And then my better half and I spent a week uh, camping and vacationing at Disney World and going to Universal Studios and all that kind of good stuff. Uh. Every one of those purchases were experiences. Um, I don't. I didn't bring back a lot of trinkets from any yeah. of those trips, but the memories of that is amazing. So it. I mean, it's been you know a year and a half for some uh, of those things, and you know towards the end of this year it'll be a couple years, which is mind-boggling in itself <laughs> that it's been two years. Well, last year was such a, you know, <laughs> let, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's a polite way of saying all kinds of different things, but. But it was one of those things where, I, for me, and you know, none of those things were cheap. Uh, they were they were pretty expensive, and I'm very mm-hmm. thankful that I had, you know, the reserves and the funding to be able to you know, experience all of those things. Because, and especially based on what happened in the following year, it made me value those experiences even more. Mm-hmm. And and for those things, they were important to me and everybody involved and cherished memories and things like that. And I, I'm, as I get older, I, I focus on, okay, what kind of experience do I want to have? So if I have, you know, I want to go on vacation. And for those of you that don't remember what that is, it's a place <laughs> when you, you take time off of work and you also, you don't have to go anywhere, but typically a lot of people do. So, I mean, it's been, it's been a while for some of us. Um, <laughs> my luggage misses me. Uh, but it, But at the end of the day, that's where I find I'd rather spend my money because mm-hmm. stuff is just stuff. And it helps when you live in a small condo because you're like, I don't have room for this. And I don't certainly want to pay, you know, $50 or hundred dollars a month for, or hundred dollars a month for a storage so, facility, which is what a ton of people do. Yes. It's like, you're not using it. Why are you keeping it? <laughs> so it's if it's not in your house right now and it's in a box buried somewhere, why do you have it? I mean, if there's sentimental something about it, okay. But again, why do you have it? Yep. Um, 
and you're afraid to let go of it because it's been in your family for 150 years. Oh, okay. Um, that's fine. But again, it's like, okay, am I using it or is it just something to have? And, you know, that, that's a question for everybody to sort through. I'm not about to tell people to get rid of your heirlooms, but again, yes. I, a lot of people tie, a, and it, you know, yeah. a lot of people forget this when they're spending money and they've got financial stress. It's like, okay, well, look at, or do you have a storage locker somewhere? Are you paying for it every month? Mm-hmm. Multiply that by a year. Yeah, you know, 50 bucks a month may not look like much. Multiply that by 12. Then all of a sudden, it's 600 if my accounting is right. $600. What can yeah. you do with $600? For many things, that might be a local trip or you know a, a short vacation somewhere or even plane yeah. tickets. But instead, it's you know, storing a bunch of boxes of stuff you haven't looked at in two years. Exactly. And that stuff is going to be out of date. If it's not, if it's not like Lisa said, sentimental, it might be pictures or whatever. If it's not that, if it's just stuff, it's going to be out of date. That couch you just stored, what, what, you can get a new couch You when you're ready. Clearly, you don't need that couch. That's why you put it away somewhere. When it's time for you to have a new couch, you can get it. And especially if you save the $50, by the time it was time to buy a new couch, the $50 you just sit on storage, you could just spend on buying a new couch. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of storage either for those reasons. One, it kind of just drains your pocket. But two, the things that you store are you are you are they useful are they meaningful are you just attached to them and what is the attachment what is the story that you're telling yourself about those things because many times they really are not adding any value to our lives we just don't like to let go and the more you hold on you don't make room for what's to come if you're holding on to things then new things can't come there whether it's a relationship or a you know, a material thing. You just got to let go sometimes. It helps. And it, it, I always recommend to people that are trying to work through things, like you know, at least a couple of times a year, go through what I like to refer as the great purge. My kids giggle because I usually say great purge. Uh, like I saw it in a movie somewhere and I, they were <laughs> saying that and it was talk, they were talking about a different kind of purge. I'm, I'm talking about belongings. That movie was talking about people. I yeah, do yeah. not subscribe or support or believe in purging of people. No, <laughs> don't do that. We're all important. Well, not in that manner. Sometimes it, you do have to purge a life of people too. <laughs> exactly. It's called boundaries. And if they're toxic, then yeah, you need to purge those people from your life, yeah. but don't purge them from the planet. From life. But, yeah, right. let, let, yeah, don't, yeah, purge them from your life, but not from life. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, keywords there, focus on those. But a couple times a year, I go through my belongings and say, okay, yeah. what do I need? And, and like, I don't need this. I haven't worn this. Um, this doesn't fit. Um, and it's like, and it's like, like a ton of dress shirts. I'm like, okay, well, or ties for that matter. You know, I haven't wore a tie in probably three years. I still have some ties and like, I'm keeping a few of them, but I purged a bunch of them. Cause I'm like, when do I wear a tie? I mean, right. I, I just don't, um, in yeah. my workplace, even you know, when I work in, I've got an office in downtown Toronto and right next to the financial district. Well, you see all those people. I don't see a tie anywhere. If someone's wearing a tie, they're like, 
who are you? You know, that's mm. like, you look like you're, you're standing out a little bit. So, you know, the tie, you know, much like Richard Branson has always wanted, he's wanted the tie to be eradicated from the world. So <laughs> his, his mission is coming true. Um, and many of us, you know, are loving the freedom of not being choked to death on those things. But again, I go through it and go, okay, is this served me in the last six months? Do I think there's a chance of it serving me? And it's a real, you know, honest, and you got to detach yourself from some things because yeah. you know, otherwise you're like, you'd keep everything. And I've done that over the years. I mean, the number of things that I had, you know, is, is shrunk dramatically. And of course, going back to the condo, it really helps when you don't have a lot of things because then you don't have to be climbing over some things. Yeah. And I always, I always tell people, you know, and this is again, ties into the financial and mental well-being is if it's not serving you, then why do you have it? Because you're, it's, you're, you're paying to store that. Even if it's in your space, it's taking up space in your home that yeah. could be more open so mm-hmm. you're not climbing over things or looking at it as, okay, you know, why do I have an attachment to this thing? You know, yeah, and, and that, that might be too deep of a question to ask sometimes. Like this, it's not an easy question to answer without some guidance, as you know, maybe even some professional help. So, what I like to have people ask is the first thing you want to ask is what is my idea of prosperity? Because I love to give people how. Like, I, I I hate when I listen to a podcast or something and people are like, what, 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 what? Well, I don't know what to do with what. Don't give me any more problems. You tell me what to do. Now I got another problem because I got to figure out how to do it. So I want to give them the how. So you ask yourself, what is my idea of prosperity? Right? And so you might say, oh, creativity, autonomy, um, compassion like these are some of mine I love to be compassionate like if I could just be compassionate for my work then that would be like my life if if I have autonomy I can go to work whenever I want to that's my I love my life right and so think about the things that you love about your life and add in that your material things because let me tell you I love my material things certain things I love I will spend very a lot of money on a microphone where people were like, "What the hell did you just?" <laughs> but that's my life. I, that's part of my. It's a big part of my life. So spending two, three, six hundred dollars on a microphone is not uncommon for me. So think about the things that are meaningful to you. What is your idea of prosperity? It might be family around you. It might be your health. So if you have your idea of prosperity and you're clear on that, then you can hold these things up against your idea of prosperity. Oh, does this match up with my idea of prosperity? Mm, no, it doesn't. All right, then I can let that thing go. Does this match up with my idea of prosperity? Mm, no, it doesn't. Okay, I can let that thing go. So to me, if you have what you know that mirror, your idea of prosperity being that mirror and you can hold the thing up and see if it matches, then that gives you a way to figure it out because sometimes when we ask why it'll take us down a rabbit hole of judging ourselves. And I don't want you to judge yourself because this isn't to make anybody wrong. Anything that you've done up to this point has been absolutely right for you at the moment. It was right for you. And now in this moment, you're getting new information and you can make a different decision and you can be different in the future, but not to judge who you were 
in the past because who you were were right and exact to get you to this moment. And thank y'all you're here. I'm honored that you're here and listening to me. So no way that I'm going to judge you. And I'm going to ask that you not judge yourself. And to me, that's like the first step. And I call that identify. When you identify your idea of prosperity, you might even identify how you feel right now. I'm burnt out. Like just admit it. And you're probably burnt out because of your programming. Programming says, oh, go out and buy a bunch of stuff. Oh, go to school, get a good job. Programming said, um, work hard for the money. All these things that programming told us, society says you have to do. So get clear on that and then get clear on yours. You know what? I don't subscribe to that. I don't like that idea. I don't want to do that. I don't want to work hard. Who said you got to work hard? (laughs) What if I just worked smart? What if I put in a certain amount of effort? What if I worked well? Yeah. And so you can come up with your own ideas. And then once you identify, then we can move on to the next step. But I just want to at least give you that first step and not leave you out there to figure it out on your own. Absolutely love that. And as time goes on, we evolve. We're different today than we were a year ago and throughout the pandemic. But that is a component of it. We are we have been impacted and and changed by what's transpired in the last year and a bit. But going back to things and experiences and people and other things, I love that, you know, prosperity uh, exercise because you're like, okay, what is my definition? Because so often I encounter people that really don't have a complete understanding of who they are Mm -hmm. and what's important to them. Yes, um, they've they've delegated that to what they consume, whether it's mm-hmm. information or things or whatnot. It's like, well, you know, who are you? Yeah, well, what's important to you? I mean, really get down to what's important to you, and and do it. And I love you did how you said this too. Not condemning of ourselves, we need to love ourselves mm-hmm. more than we love anything or anyone else because there's no one we spend more time with than us. Right. And and it's like I'm, I've been chugging along with this since you know many many decades ago, and I want to make sure that I you know take care of myself because I want more decades to go. Yes. And so when you're looking at things, don't and again going back to what you said. You don't be mad at yourself for you know buying something or having a person in your life or choosing a job or where you live or things like that. At that time, that was amazing and in all likelihood the right thing for you to do at that moment in time. But we evolve, we we progress, we do different things, and things become more important and less important as we go through life and looking at things saying, does this still serve me? If it doesn't, mm-hmm. then you know, thank it for, or whatever it is, the person or the thing, you know, thank it for being there for you um, and then donate it or recycle it. Or, or if it's a thing, if it's a relationship, then, then, you know, gracefully do what you need to do for it. Uh, yep. Because again, it, we, we change, you know, and I, I think back to friends that I had when I was younger and friends that I have now, and some of them, there's a few handful that are still along for the journey. There are mm-hmm. many that aren't. Um, doesn't mean I don't like those individuals. It's just things changed and we went yep. in different directions and wish them well. You know, some of them I'm connected to on Facebook, many of them no, um, and not you know, I, I just wish them well, and I hope that they do the same for me and everybody they encounter. But 
it, it's one of those things, everything you know, goes back to when you spend money. And again, you don't want to, I don't think either of us want people to be condemning of themselves for wanting to spend money or being upset yeah. that we have to spend money. You know, buying groceries or buying gasoline for your car, unless you got an electric car, then you know, going in charging it somewhere. Yeah, uh, you know, which you know, uh, if somebody watches this like fifty years from now, they're gonna go gasoline. What is, <laughs> what's that? No, I think they'll still be around, but it'll be very, very yeah. few from everything that I'm hearing. But when we go through those exercises again, you know, be conscious of how you spend your money. And be intentional, but not not to the point of being micromanaging mm-hmm. uh, or being so. Yeah, because that's impulsive. stressful. Yeah, that's stressful. Do you stress yourself out trying to make? I've I've watched this um, minimalist documentary, and what I find is that people swing from one side of the pendulum to the other. Right, they're they're over consuming, and then they go. Argh! They put the brakes on and then they start getting rid of all things. And then they're like, I can't spend money on anything. And then it's like, but now you're not fulfilled either. Like if you don't spend money on, on crap stuff, you're not going to be fulfilled. And if you don't spend money on the things that are really meaningful to you, you're not going to feel fulfilled. So you got to find that I call harmony, not balance, because balance means the same amount on one side as the other. And I'm saying it might not be like that. It may be a little bit more to one side. And like you said, we evolve. So that formula is going to change. And there's a formula that makes up you. I call it your you formula. And you have to have the right amount of all the things in, right? So you might not take a certain job because even though it pays more money, it takes you away from your family or it doesn't allow for you to travel or whatever the thing is, right? So you you put in whatever that formula is for you. And then you say, oh, well, I'm going to only hang around these kind of people. I was talking to somebody recently and she said she was having a down day and she was on Instagram and she saw a really like inspiring meme or whatever on her Instagram. And I was like, wow, do you realize that is not everybody's experience on Instagram? They feel down, they go onto Instagram and they feel worse after they go on Instagram. So I'm like, kudos to you for having such an inspiring Instagram feed because that means she followed the people that are meaningful to her and gave her a space to go on Instagram and really just like elevate her mood rather than bring her down. So think about things like that. Where in my life how have I been consuming things that don't make me feel good? Now, I said earlier, we look at wealth, health, adventure, love, legacy. Health is one where I see people do that all the time. You know this particular food makes you feel bad, yet you eat it over and over and over again. You don't say no to it because you're programmed. Now, they say that doing the same thing, expecting a different result is the definition of insanity, but it's not. It's the definition of humanity. We all do it. It's the way the brain was wired. That is what the brain does. The brain sees familiar as good and unfamiliar as bad. So that food that you've eaten a bunch of times, even though it makes you sick, you eat it because it's familiar. And I'm asking you to see if you can allow yourself to see something else familiar. So I'm not saying stop eating this yet. Don't even bother yourself to do that yet. So let's say that's chips. I'm going to use my own self as an example. During the pandemic, 
jalapeno chips. I don't know what it was about these jalapeno chips, but I got so addicted to them and I could not stop buying them. Every time I went to the grocery store, I had to buy them. Now I am not even a chip person and it was a very specific kind of chip. So instead of eating those chips, I would start, I started adding in other things. So I didn't stop. I still went to the grocery store and I still bought them, but I bought, I bought cashews and I bought pumpkin seeds and I bought other savory snacks because clearly it was the something in the sodium. I couldn't replace it with like something sweet that wouldn't have done it. So I bought other savory snacks and now I had four snacks to choose from. Those chips will sit in my cupboard for days and days and days before I even touched them. It used to be the moment they came into the house, I was like, yeah, get those chips. <laughs> I like tearing that bag open. But now that I have other things to choose from, they will sit there. And then it gets to a point where I don't even have to buy them when I go to the grocery store because now the pumpkin seeds are are better snack for me or the cashews or whatever it is I traded off for. But I didn't get addicted to pumpkin seeds. I didn't get addicted to cashews. Something about those chips did make me addicted, but I knew they weren't right for me. My body did not love them and it just didn't feel good after I ate them. So I have found a way to not eliminate them, not focus on them, not making the chips the problem. The problem is not the chips. The problem was that there was something inside of me that needed to be fulfilled. And so I had to look to see what else can I add into my my life that's healthy, that will just make me forget about the unhealthy thing. So that's a way I like to bring that up to you. Like I said, I like to give people the how rather than the what. I also like to give you easier ways to shift your brain because all of this is habit and it's not your fault because this is the way the brain works. Remember we said we're not blaming anybody. We're not you know, judging anybody. I need you to understand that your brain likes familiar. That's why you keep going there, but you got to get it some new familiar. You got to show your brain some other things that are also familiar so it can take its focus off of that. And then you can shift to this other familiar thing. And now your brain will be focused on that. And so you use your brain. That's why I said tame. You're going to tame your brain. You're not changing your brain. You're just taming it. Let it do what it does. Your brain is awesome. Thank your brain for being what it is, but then learn how to tame it. It's yours and you can manage it. That's amazing. I want to talk before we wrap up um, about one of the things you mentioned is legacy when it comes Mm -hmm. to financial and mental and every aspect of health. But let's talk about legacy uh, because I think a lot of people don't necessarily look at that until later on in their life and they've already kind of left a bit of a roadmap on some things. Not that you can't change your legacy at a later part in your life, but love to hear your thoughts about legacy when it comes to finances and health. Yeah. So I'm going to tie wealth and legacy together. And the first way that I want to do that is you're going to answer this question. So the question is, how do I want to show up in the world? Or how do I want to be described when I leave the world? That's another way to say it. So really, you're like, what is my reputation? What is the reputation that I want to have? And a lot of times how we get that reputation by the first, the thoughts that we have about ourselves, and then the actions that we do to get other people to think, but also the words. So you're going to, legacy is about making a name for yourself. And how 
how you make a name for yourself. Well, usually it's something about our work and we go back to our work. Now, maybe there's a single, I mean, a, a stay at home mom watching this and she's like, well, I don't have a work. Well, you do. And you have to just determine what that is. And maybe your work is to create that household to be a peaceful household. And that is the work you do. So don't see this as the work, meaning what you get paid for. It probably will be in most cases, but you don't necessarily have to see it that way. So I'm going to tie this to wealth in the sense of, I'm going to break this down into the money cycle, breaks down to earn, grow, protect, gift, and enjoy your money. Now, how you navigate the money cycle is going to determine your lifestyle and your lifestyle is going to be determined by what I call your money mentality, what you think about money. So legacy and what you think about money get tied together because if you're in that scarcity, oh, I must hold on to everything. Don't, don't spend you. Then then that's one legacy you're going to leave. If you are in that spend money on every freaking thing, just spend, 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 that's another legacy. So you really have to find harmony. Again, we go back to that word in navigating the money cycle, which again, I said is earn, grow, protect, gift, and enjoy your money. And so the legacy you leave is going to be how you do these things. And when you look at earning, it's not about, what you make, but you do have to make a certain amount in order to have something to leave, right? In order to grow it, you got to have a certain amount. So find that number that's right for you. What is my number? What is the amount of money that's right for me? It might be a hundred thousand. It might be a million. It might be a hundred million. It might be a billion, but just make it your number. Remember your idea of prosperity and then you grow it. Maybe you're Maybe you're conservative, but you grow it safely. And as long as you don't lose, like I think Warren Buffett said, the rule is to not lose money, which is really tough if you're risky. If you're risky, you're going to lose some money. So some people are more conservative. So you figure out what is right for you and you stick to that philosophy. And then you go to protect. Now, this is the most important. This is when you really can leave a legacy. If you don't protect it, meaning um, protecting it, that could be meaning you don't pay more than your fair share of taxes. Protecting it might mean that you have certain insurances in place so you can transfer the risk, especially if you're not, if you're risk averse. Um, protecting it might be learning to say no to yourself and other people so that it will be there for you to leave that legacy. And then it's the gifting. Now this goes to this goes directly to legacy as well. Sometimes gifting is about giving now. But sometimes it's about preparing to give later. And that might be the legacy you leave. And that could be actual money or it could be I leave a letter for each one of my children or my grandchildren or whoever, my 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 um, key employees. It could be um, an heirloom. We talked about sometimes you keep certain things because they like these. These little cheap glasses. I keep, I love these glasses. They're not expensive, but my daughter bought them for me. $10, I think she paid for them. So, and I get a lot of compliments on them, not to mention. So I keep this a glass, even when I buy nice expensive glasses, I keep these close by because it was a gift from my daughter. Eventually they'll wear out. They were cheap, right? They'll wear out and I'll get rid of them. But the fact that they were a gift makes them more valuable to me. The $10 means nothing. So it may be money. You might be leaving money to people, but you also might leave something. And let's say there's something that somebody complimented you on. Like this necklace of mine, I wear it pretty much every day. If I left this to somebody, 
they would be honored because they knew this was one of my prized possessions. So in my will or, you know, my trust or whatever, if I left this necklace, I call it my prosperity pendant to somebody, they're going to be very honored by that gift. Now, Eventually, I'm going to make such a name for myself that this necklace, my my daughter could sell it on eBay for millions of dollars. <laughs> but, and this is for those of you who are watching the video, you can see the necklace. But if you can't, just Google, just Google me or you know look me up on social media and you'll see it because I normally have it on. But you have to think about that when you look at your legacy. What are you leaving? Some of it is going to be money. Some of it is going to be things, but a lot of it is going to be the name that you make for yourself. It's going to be your reputation. So think about how do you want to show up in the world? I say all of this to say, remember in the beginning, I said it is meaning over money. Money is important. Don't you ever say money is not important because it is. It's just not the only important thing. So when you're thinking about your legacy, think about the money, the wealth you want to gain so you can leave to the people you love, but also think about what else you can wrap into that gift that will make it even more meaningful for them. Amazing stuff. We could probably talk for about 12 hours straight about all yeah. of this, but that's where I have the audience, you know, follow up with you and, and research you more and, and look at all the stuff that you do. So I love this conversation and where can people find out more about you and this incredible work that you do? Yes. So a couple ways. I'll give you three ways. I like to say the two of them will be, three of them will be free. So I, you can work with me by going to Instagram and hanging out with me and seeing that's part of where you'll see me be a little silly. Some of the adventure part of my life and a little bit of the love part of my life. And I post some family stuff too, or you can go to LinkedIn if you like a more professional version of me where I post, um, just like the tips, the tools, the free resources. And then another free version of that is we have an Embracing Wealth Masterclass. If you go to our website, presidentiallifestyle.com, you'll see two free resources on there. One is our money mentality quiz. It'll tell you your money mentality, which is basically your money personality. You'll see that is free. You'll also see a way to join our Embracing Wealth Masterclass. Once you take the Money Mentality Quiz, I'll send you an email and give you an invitation to the Embracing Wealth Masterclass. It's free. And then you can start paying to hang out with me. Once you take all the free stuff and, you know, get, get close to me and see, oh, yeah, this is my girl. She's my people. Then, um, then you can jump in and you can join our Prosperity Club or do one-on-one with me, which is really intensive. And it's a high ticket item, but it is, it is absolutely worth every dime because life will change if you spend some time with me. It's amazing. And I'll definitely have that information in the show notes. Can I love this conversation again? So thankful for you and this amazing work you're doing. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to share. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.